Hello, 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 and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Darius Show. As always, my name is Darius, and I watch a show, I talk about that show, you listen, and you enjoy. For today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the first two episodes of the all-new Proud Family Revival. This is on Disney+. Plus. It's called Proud Family Louder and Prouder. There's a lot of different series that try to do this nowadays, bring back an old series, you know, from the past and introduce it to a new audience, right? But a lot of them really fall flat. So the purpose of this video is to discuss how these two episodes act as an introduction into this revival series and does it deserve to be here in this in this world of revival television? So yeah, without further ado, let's roll the intro. We're going to get right into it. Proud family, louder and prouder. It's the Darius Show, y'all already know. Drop your booty to the floor, come give me some more. It's the Darius Show. It's the Darius Show. So my experience with The Proud Family coming into the series is I definitely was a fan of the series growing up. I certainly wasn't the target target demographic for the series. And if I'm being audience, if I'm being honest, I was a little young at the time that it came out. Most of my viewing of the series actually came because my sister was a really big fan of the show. That being said, there's plenty of isms from the series that really stuck with me. For example, Sugar Mama and her antics and Oscar yelling Trudy and Proud Snacks and all that good stuff. I definitely had a strong memory of all of that in the character like Wizard Kelly. I was also a really big fan of the movie. They played it many times for me growing up. So overall, I was very familiar with it coming into this. Now, I, what I wasn't prepared for was just how, um, how fresh this would feel. Uh, right away, you'll notice a very different uh, art style to the series than the one previous. It's very jarring at first, but honestly, the new animation style is just gorgeous. It feels very 2021, 2022, you know? And it's just a unique art style that has uh, that feels like it's blending different mediums. And right away, I it, again, it's very jarring to see your characters look different. However, it works because it's so beautiful. You really don't mind it. The episode opens following this weird kind of ethereal dust powder that's spreading throughout the neighborhood and going to all the different homes of our main characters. And what this is is like a visual metaphor for puberty hitting everybody at the same time. Um, so right away, basically Penny's got like some boobs and some butt now, and she's really excited about all that. We immediately get a weird confrontation from Oscar who notices this change as well. And immediately the dynamic we're introduced to a very classic father daughter one is he really wants her to layer up. And that's kind of one of the running through lines of this episode is Oscar insisting that she layer up and not show any skin and all that kind of stuff. Definitely some good humor, and we right away get to see the family, Trudy and Sugar Mama. Everybody's just as funny, and, and everybody, the chemistry of all the characters immediately fits right back in like a glove. It's very well done. It makes for a very seamless reintroduction. Continuity-wise, I'm pretty sure that this, this series takes place after all the events that we saw in the original series. There's clearly... Uh, the characters have gone through some level of development and they have clearly spent a lot of time together, especially her and her friends. However, if we're being technical here, the series, she was definitely 16 years old at a certain point. And in this episode, she refers to not even being in high school yet. So I think they've kind of regressed her age a little bit just to give us kind of what they hope to be years of storytelling with this new character. Pretty quickly, we meet back up with our original group from the original series. Everybody is showing up. However, everyone's a little different because they also got hit by the puberty dust. 
a weird choice overall, but it kind of works overall. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, the girls' chemistry is on fire right away. They all hit puberty, and they're all gabbing about it. There is another character here named Michael, who I honestly can't remember if he was in the original series or not. I'll have to check on that later. Um, however, if he was in the original series, they definitely didn't use him to this level. He is a gay guy, and he's with the group, and he fits in perfectly. One one interesting choice is they chose to get rid of the character Stinky, who was kind of the one uh, male kind of point of view with, within our main group that we would follow. Of course, the series always gives attention to Oscar. He's like a de facto main character. But as far as like our teenagers go, he always provided a level of balance to me. And they didn't, you know, right away, they say that he moved away to a different town. Um, really shocking to see them do that. I know that the voice actor for him, Orlando Brown, definitely got a little cuckoo pant cuckoo crazy pants you know or whatever and i understand that they wouldn't invite him back but uh i do i thought his character was really cool and so it's a little sad to see him immediately uh swifted off and out of the narrative that being said even though he's no longer around we do get introduced to some really good characters uh that i i honestly it's a welcome trade because these characters pop off screen and really help the series have a sense of currentness 2021 uh feeling to it the series always been diverse and it's always been progressive however it is just catering to the current landscape as the previous series did to theirs and it's really nice to have some updated characters that feel more woke or just feel like a more proper representation of the youth today and before i break those characters down i do just want to talk that that is a very specific tone that this series has, was able to strike immediately it feels like the old series, but everything about it has been updated to fit the current landscape of the culture. Uh, all their euphemisms, all their references, everything is being updated. You would not think that this came out in the past. You know that this is a very 2021 series at this point. So this new character, Maya, it seems like she's going to be one of our main characters, like with our main girl squad. She's kind of the new girl in town, along with her brother. Her brother hasn't really gotten any attention yet, other than the fact that we know that he really likes to play video games. Other than that, we haven't really spent any time with this character in these first two episodes. However, uh, Maya, she's kind of like a social justice warrior, and she's got the cool look, she's super hip, and she is kind of calling people out on their bullshit. It's a little similar to the Licinia role and how she was introduced through the original series, kind of as a rival to Penny and kind of like a counter to her. Um, her character overall, like her personality traits and everything, do feel different than her, However, I feel like it takes away from Licinia's role a little bit. It makes her more of a muted character. And that kind of feels that way with all of her friends. They're, they're very similar to how they were portrayed in the past, but right now they're very muted and we haven't spent, we haven't really given them any attention and really anything to work with there. I hope that we get more attention towards those side friend characters because they were definitely a big part of what made the show special in the past. For the rest of this episode, our main plot for Penny is just feeling like the new girl Maya doesn't like her and Penny very main character syndrome to be this is something main characters experience all the time in cartoons but she can't handle not being liked and so she is just spending the episode doing everything in her power to impress Maya and change her mind she even goes as far to sneak out and break into a zoo with her in an attempt to break out a panda this leads to a very surreal scene where the panda can talk and is like singing to them and he's telling them that he doesn't want to be broken out. This is like living the dream. He has everything he, need, he needs. And ultimately that leads to the big confrontation between Penny and Maya where 
Penny really stands her ground and asserts her independence. A very strong-willed character, as we've seen in the past. Great moment for Penny there. However, this whole bear scene or panda scene with him singing, I, def- I definitely had a lot of fun with it, but it kind of broke me out of the pace of the episode a little bit. Small critique, it just didn't quite work with me, but overall, it's it's all good and fine. After Penny dunks on Maya, she then goes to the dance to meet up with everybody, and then she takes the opportunity to dunk on Oscar, because now he's there trying to enforce his strict dress code on her again like he has been the whole episode. She has an honest conversation about him that she's growing up and he needs to just get on board with it and stop trying to be so overbearing. And as she does this, uh, you know, once he comes to his senses, Oscar remarks how strong-willed she is. She's definitely her mother's child. And just the dialogue that they used to deliver this scene from Oscar's point of view was definitely really sweet. It was definitely hitting all those emotions that you need for a good uh, lesson learned in a pilot episode like this. It was very sweet, and it was it, it definitely tells us, the audience, that this series is going to have as much heart as it did in the past, which, again, a major ingredient to what made it so good. Along with that, I definitely have to say that of all the vocal performances that are happening that have been brought back to light in this new series, Oscar's voice performance is amazing. It's just as good as it was in the past. It hits every time, and there it seems like they're letting him do more uh, in terms of the dialogue. There's... The references are just a little bit more ridiculous, and uh, because it's not rated R, but it is a little bit more adult, you're able to have more fun with all the ridiculous statements that Oscar's making all the time, and his character, if anything, is just getting better. It feels like an elevated version of his original character, so I'm having a lot of fun with that, and somehow I don't get tired of hearing him yell Trudy all the damn time. For some reason, it just works. But yeah, that was episode one. I again, hats off as this is probably as good as any revival series can be when you're taking this approach, you know, trying to introduce these characters to a new generation. I do think that it's hard to get any better than this in a in an introductory episode. But that's just part of the conversation today. Let's start talking about episode two, which I think I have a little bit more um, detailed opinions about. So while episode one was definitely kind of like, you know, a pilot, it's a weird sense because this is a continuation of the series, but realistically, that episode was spent reintroducing you to the world and to the characters, right? Episode two jumps right into more of like a genre type of episode where we're really tackling the current culture landscape. You know, episode one had all these references of, you know, 2021, 2022 type of things but in this episode we just dive all into that so we immediately uh start the episode off with a james charles reference i'm pretty sure um of course it can be a numerous amount of people on the internet that have a similar vibe but certainly james charles seems to be who they're poking the most fun at here in this episode and everyone except for penny is obsessed with this character named makeup boy he's a powerful influencer with all the attitude and is pushing all of his makeup products and by proxy is getting a lot of power and influence over the social zeitgeist. For whatever reason, everybody around Penny's life is obsessed with him and all of his products except for Penny. She's kind of the only one who kind of sees through the BS at this point. At this point, I really like that for Penny's character. That's been very consistent throughout the original series and to now and even in the first episode there was actually a small moment in the first episode i forgot to mention it's when uh licinia has she after getting her puberty she has you know the facial hair and all the kind of whole mess going on all of the friends laugh at her except for penny and so penny always shows herself to be kind of like on the moral up and up and kind of sees through the bullshit for the most part and that's how things start off in this episode 
However, slowly but surely, Penny um, <laughs> gets very resentful of this, and it turns a little nasty as she, uh, in response, she you know she claims that anybody can become viral. It's not it's not special. Anyone can kind of do it, and she essentially starts her own uh, her own influencer page that's all about dentures and cleaning her sugar mama's dentures, and that's kind of that kind of puts her on the map. While she's kind of building in popularity and fame, we get a really funny scene with the Gross Sisters. That's another one I forgot to mention in the first episode is the re-inclusion of the Gross Sisters is so good. They were always funny and a unique kind of uh, antagonist to have in the series in the first in the first series. And seeing them back here in this follow-up series, it's such a welcome addition. And their unique flavor of comedy and storytelling is is honestly up to 11. I think that this revival series is not only doing the original series justice, but I think it's also elevating it. And the Gross Sisters is a prime example of that. They are so funny. And at this point, they've already made their bank, right? They kind of have their empire. They're not shaking people for cash. They're still looking for cash, but they're taking a slightly different approach. And in this episode, they're trying to get Penny to basically use their, their music in one of her videos to kind of put them on, shout them out a little bit. I love this new direction for them. I love that they're like uh, like a rap trio. It works perfectly. And like I said, their humor is like unmatched. Easily one of the funniest things to come out of these first two episodes. All of this sort of culminates in like an epic public battle between Penny and Makeup Boy in front of like everyone, including her friends at this like meetup event. And I have to say at, at first in this episode, like the Makeup Boy reference, you know, I thought it was like funny. It was cute or whatever. And like the the... The art that they use to depict him is really funny, too. Like, the character is immediately funny, but I was like, okay, this is a pretty tired joke. It felt like I was watching Big Mouth, you know what I mean? I I didn't know if it really had that many layers to it. However, um, by the point that we get to this interaction between Penny and, and Makeup Boy, the humor is just firing on all cylinders. This show is, like, is it's really just impressing me overall. The the dialogue between them, you know, he's calling Penny basic and she's she's barely an influencer and all this type of stuff. Um, I I found myself laughing out loud, like literally. I didn't think that the series would get that out of me, but it really did. Um, This culminates with Penny ultimately dissing him down and canceling him like she straight up cancels him. And this is just another example of how this show is doing things is, you know, it's critique on the 2022 landscape is better than what other shows can accomplish, in my opinion. There's been a lot of shows that try to tackle, you know, the current trends that exist in the world and how silly they all are. But in this series, they take canceling, something I've seen depicted in others as of late, and they actually make a really good episode and concept out of it. Penny becomes uh, mad with power and starts canceling people left and right as she sees the amount of social esteem that it's actually getting her to do this. And she becomes like a big gangster mob boss type thing. She starts canceling her friends. And my favorite showdown that happens in this episode is actually between Penny and Sugar Mama. Everybody knows Sugar Mama is a force to be reckoned with. And when they go head to head together, Penny actually comes out victorious. It played out just like a Western standoff, you know, like everybody has their hand on the trigger type deal. And when Penny shoots, she shoots for the head and she ends up sending Sugar Mama off to a facility to go get bulk, basically. So after Penny's gone mad with power, it's kind of up to our new character, Maya, to take her down. Like I mentioned before, Maya was the character introduced in episode one. She's kind of the new addition to the girl group. 
again, I do feel like she takes away from Lysenia's role, whatever that was in the original series, but it's okay because Maya is such an interesting and such an engaging character. Honestly, in my opinion, she's really challenging Penny for the main character status. She kind of has all the workings of being a main character. I have uh, I have a slight feeling that there might even be a romance that develops between those two characters, but I might be reaching here. That might be too large of a departure from uh, Penny's original character. However, Maya goes head-to-head to her. She's not afraid of getting canceled by Penny. She's not going to take her bullshit. And she takes her down. She makes a video that uh, immediately strips Penny away of all her power and kind of forces her to realize that she has been out on a limb this whole time. And now she's the one canceled. She's the one on the outskirts of society. I have to mention that when Maya took Penny down, she made an amazing Uncle Uncle Ruckus reference from the Boondocks. That was like a crazy snipe call. Excellent. I love to hear it. And honestly, the whole way that Maya took Penny down was just great. I was chewing on popcorn watching that whole scene play out. Overall, the episode ends in a nice interaction between Penny and Makeup Boy uh, as he's kind of come to light now that now that he's been canceled, he can kind of see the error of his ways. And now he provides a nice little lesson for Penny, reminding her that it's not worth it to really take people down in this way. And you can't be blinded by the numbers and the likes and all the perks of being an influencer. It was a nice little lesson to be learned. Um, One thing I will say is that Penny never gets to reconcile with any of her friends or the people that she hurt, really. Um, It's really just, she does learn her lesson, but there's no kind of apology made or anything after that point. if If I have any critique with the episode, it would definitely be that. However, as far as just how good of an episode this was, I was super entertained the entire time and... For these first two episodes, I'm thoroughly convinced that this show is going to be great and I'm all here for it. One thing I've only lightly touched on to this point is the way that they infused their diversity and culture into the series. That was always present in the original series, but you have to think this is the early 2000s when the first series came out. It was breaking ground at the time, but now we live in a different time where, you know, society's more caught up, a little bit more woke. And that allows the show to push the envelope a little bit more and how much culture really infuses in here. And it's just great to see. I'm seeing so much representation, so much culture. It's just firing on all cylinders. I mean, th- this series is what I needed. I mean, it's it's a great series for people to grow up watching. And, you know, like I said, a lot of series have done this revival formula, taking this these characters and introducing them to a a new audience and I've never really felt like that was actually warranted in the past however for the proud family louder and prouder I it's unbelievable I'm so happy that they decided to bring this back because the characters in the landscape is such a great backdrop to introduce the type of storytelling to a new generation and I'm so happy that it exists I can't wait for my younger siblings to watch this and you know learn from it you know me me as a person I know it's a little silly we're talking about a cartoon here but really, I did learn a lot of my lessons growing up from the cartoons that I watched. They really imprinted and made a large impact on me in that way. And it definitely is worth acknowledging the uh, the amount of power that the series can have in series like this in terms of influencing the youth of tomorrow. But yeah, that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox here. Proud Family, Louder and Plowder. I'm definitely going to watch the rest of the season. Hopefully that we get another Proud Family movie out of this, honestly, because this series has miles and miles to go as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, that's going to bring our conversation to a close. I know this one was a little bit quicker than my usual talks, but if you made it this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me a chance. Check me out on TikTok, Instagram, 
at the Darius Show. And if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. Hit me up in the messages or you can email me at thedshowpod at gmail.com. That's thedshowpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And I love you.